Hey everyone and welcome to the Hunger for the Hustle podcast, second episode of the day and it's going to be just as brilliant as the first, I promise you that people. Number 77 and my guest today, Tanisha T. Michelle, you may notice, some of you savvy listeners and watchers may notice that Tanisha was on the show actually a couple of weeks ago, however you may have also noticed that there was a issue with the audio which made it sound like there was two or three of Tanisha, not just one of them. And we couldn't have that, so we had to run it again, and that's why we're here running it again. It was my error. Tanisha's a beautiful lady with a beautiful story that deserves to be heard fully, wholly, and complete. So I needed to let this run again. Tanisha is a fellow thinking into results student. She's also an author of multiple best-selling books with her latest title, Fresh Off the Press, Daring to Love. Tanisha also created a Facebook community called She Thrives Now that enables women to come together and be empowered and encouraged. Her blog touches every aspect of women's lives from relationships to self-love, inner healing, and gets them to a space of true freedom. Featured on ABC, CBS, Fox News, NBC, and now right here on the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the show, Tanisha. How are you at your beautiful beachfront home this evening? I am fabulous, and I am so thankful that you decided to let me come back on and do do justice, like you said. Just one more time, let's just hear it the right way, and I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for giving us a second do-over. So this time, we, sh we shouldn't have any problems. We're just going to run right through this, have a great conversation, and just enjoy each other's company like last time. So I am excited to be here, and thank you. Well, thank you for um, giving me another hour. You know, everyone's time is precious and valuable. And uh, look, frankly, it was my mistake that the kind of weird echo thing was happening. So I'm glad we could give it another run. And and um, I wouldn't have liked listening to that crazy echo thing. And I don't think any of the guys listening would either. So Tanisha, tell me, She Thrives Now, the Facebook community you created, what was that born out of? You know, tell us a bit more about your story. What made you want to create this community to help other women? Well, She Thrives Now is all about getting out of a survival mindset. We've all survived. That's why we're still here. We're still breathing. But when you're in survival mode, unfortunately, you have a lack mindset. You think that it's never going to be enough or how am I going to pay the bills? Am I going to have enough this month? You're kind of in competition with other people. You don't think that there's enough for everyone to survive or it's enough for everyone to thrive. And I know I've been there. There was a time when I was down to my last $2, didn't know how I was going to provide a roof over me and my three-year-old son's head. And it was do or die by any means necessary. So I am definitely one of those people who know what it feels like to survive off of food stamps, off of welfare, off of whatever needed to happen so that I could keep a roof over my head. And I had a choice. Either it was be a drug dealer, which I didn't want to do because I didn't want to go to jail because I didn't say that I was in abusive relationships. 
And I didn't want to be in an abusive relationship anymore. And unfortunately, that person had all the financial control. And so in order to survive, I started working at a nightclub as a dancer. And I was in survival mode for seven years, for seven years before I came to myself and said, you know what, you're better than this. And I remembered hearing that excuses are the tools of the incompetent, building monuments of nothingness. And those who excel in them seldom succeed in anything else. And so I stopped making excuses for myself. And I wanted to become a registered nurse. And I wanted to be the best nurse I could possibly be because I had failed. To me, I had failed enough in life. I didn't have time for any more failures. And so I started my nursing career. And in that, I went way up the career ladder, the highest that I could go. And then I opened my own business as the CEO of A Plus Healthcare Partners. And because I'm thriving, it's no longer all about me, right? When you get into that thriving mindset, you're ready to help others thrive. You're ready to give your knowledge, your wisdom to the next generation or to someone in need because you have all you need. So I'm not thinking, well, someone's going to steal something from me or they're going to take my idea or I'm in competition with this person or that person. Not at all. I'm thinking I'm unique and so are you. And so the gifts that you have, the door is going to open for you just like it'll open for me. So we can do this thriving piece by having an abundant mindset. So she thrives now is changing a victim mindset because we've all been through some storms in life changing that victim, the victim into having a victorious mindset. Yes, I may have been through some valleys, some storms in life, but I survived them and I survived them in a way that now I'm ready to use that resiliency that I got from that survival period of my life to thrive. I'm standing on those things that made me survive to catapult me into thriving. I'm not staying in survival mode. I am thriving and I want other women to thrive too. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic, isn't it? You know, that you went from a place of, 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 of struggle of, you know, and it really was a struggle for you, you know, and I know we've you shared some of your stories. You had some pretty terrible relationships and some pretty terrible things happened in them. Um, but you came out the other side of that, which is the main thing, the now, the present, and now you're in a great situation with a thriving business. And you thought, why not use that energy? Why not use those things that I've been through to help other women who are perhaps going through it or, you know, maybe even perhaps prevent them going through it? You know, if they can see from what you put out and what the other ladies put in the group that actually grows their awareness of not just within themselves but the people that they're spending time with around them they can get to see you know these characters come in that are perhaps controlling perhaps you know intimidating and abusive and just distance themselves from them before they end up in a situation which could possibly be quite dangerous absolutely and my biggest problem was i had never fell in love with tanisha right I, I didn't grow up learning that I was enough in myself because when you're abused as a child with a lot of women, we've been molested, we've been abused. There's a disconnect that happens between who you are and your body. And you're not looking at your body like it's a temple. 
because it was never treated the precious temple. So you have to disconnect who you are spiritually, mentally from your body because that's the thing that's being abused. And so now that I have reconnected and I know that I'm all one and that my body is a temple and that I am precious, now I value everything about myself. But when I look at women that are very promiscuous or they wear anything and, you know, breasts out or behind out, I think to myself that there must be a disconnect there, that they're not treating their body as a temple. And I'm not saying that's with every situation because some people, hey, you got it, you want to flaunt it. But most times when you see someone, a woman, uh, being overly sexual and things like that, it's because they're not looking at their body as a temple. They have completely disconnected. And unfortunately, most of the women that I interview on my TV show, four out of five of them have either been touched as children or been abused some kind of way, even as adult women. And so we have to find a way to break this cycle. And so that's why it's so important for us to talk to our children about using their voices, speaking up. But as women, as parents, it's more important for us not to our children to those types of environments whenever possible, because our children, they say that 60 to 60 to 70 percent of children who witness domestic violence in the homes become abusers or they become victims of domestic violence. That's a heck of a statistic, you know, to have that type of outcome. Why not teach our children when they're young how not to be bullied, you know? But a lot of times we bully ourselves, even in the workplace, even as we come out of different situations. I know I still bullied myself. I was ashamed. I felt guilty. I felt like, why did this version of myself have to make so many mistakes? And I was saying these things to myself as a master's prepared registered nurse, as a chief quality officer with a corner suite in hospital administration. I did not want to accept the mistakes that I made as something that it was just a mistake or it was something that I had to go through. I looked at it like it was dumb and irresponsible. And so I bullied myself a lot and I would not share my story with anyone. And so I think the freedom that comes now, the freedom that comes with releasing the shame and guilt so that other people can share their stories as well. As I break shame and guilt off of myself, it's not just about me. It's about giving others the courage to break shame and guilt off of themselves as well so that they can heal. When you show your vulnerability, it's not weakness, it's strength. I have the courage to say the things that I've done and the things that I've been through because I know that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God's grace. Mm, yeah, no, no, I, I applaud you on, on that courage. And, you know, there's someone who asked a question here on the side that, you know, um, like how did you, when you're in that place at really, that really difficult times, like, how did you survive, essentially? And what, and what was the moment that you thought, you know, I'm going to actually get my story out and, and, and you know, reveal my vulnerability at the end of the day? And, and what gave you the courage to be able to, to do that, to make that step? 
Well, actually, what happened was I went to a conference with Lisa Nichols for Speak to Make Millions. And before I got there, I only wanted to go because she told us in one of her podcasts or something, she was saying how you have to quiet your mind long enough to shut down the chatter, shut down the negative thinking so that you can embrace a new version of yourself. And for the first time through her guided imagery, I had actually shut my mind down and I could see myself speaking on stage in Greece, like in an Athens type stadium. And I remember just bawling because it felt so real. I mean, literally it was a, a vision that I had of, of my future self. And I said, my goodness, I have to meet this person that helped me quiet my mind long enough to see a vision from God for my life. And I simply went to that conference to tell her thank you. And when I got there, she sounded a lot like me, like her voice, the way she would talk to her staff. And I thought to myself, I wonder if she's a Taurus like me, because, you know, some Tauruses, we just have a certain bossiness, I guess, about us, but we do it in a way that's polite and not just overbearing. And so I asked her, I said, are you a Taurus? And she said, yeah, why Why just that? I said, because you remind me of myself when I hear you talk. She said, oh, when is your birthday? I said, May 18th. And she looked and she said, my birthday is May 18th. And I was like, oh, wow. Now, not only did this person help me quiet my mind long enough to see a vision of myself and my life, but we're actually born on the same day. So I just thought it was destined that we met. And then as I was there telling her the story that happened and just saying, thank you for quieting my mind, because you never know how God is going to use your voice to impact someone else. She didn't know that I was listening to a tape of hers, listening to her voice, talking about how to stop thinking negative and things like that. But it impacted me so much that it changed my entire life. And when I got there to say thank you and started sharing my story about how when I was 17 years old, I walked into my mother's room and she was crying. And I was like, mom, you know, what's going on? And she said, Tanisha, dad left us. And I was like, what do you mean he left us? In my mind, I thought they could have broke up, but I know my dad didn't leave me without saying goodbye because my dad was my biggest hero. My dad was the one that taught me quitters never win and winners never quit. So I, I couldn't even grasp that concept, but I turned around and my mother had a gun to her head. Oh, wow. And, and she, yes. And so I immediately dropped to my knees and wrapped my arms around her and asked her not to pull the trigger. And thank God she didn't. She didn't pull the trigger, but what that did to me in that moment was made me believe that there was no chance for me to have true love. That if my father, the greatest man in this world could betray my mother, then there was no hope for me. So I decided to put shield over my heart and I would never give anyone the power over me so that I would be committed, ready to commit suicide in front of my child. And 25 years, fast forward 25 years, I still wound up the gun to my head, except for it was my ex-husband ready to kill me over an affair. 
So the very thing that I tried to run from, and that's why it's so powerful, your thoughts. Subconsciously, I did not want this to happen to me. It was the very thing that I ran away from. It was the reason why I never gave anybody my full heart. But your subconscious mind doesn't know whether you're feeding it something negative or something positive. And that law of attraction and those vibrations and those things that you put out come back full circle. Or biblically, you can look at it as a generational curse, you know, because the same thing that happened to my mother then happened to me. And thank God I didn't lose my life that night because I heard God when I asked God to help me. When that gun was to my head, I asked God, please help me. And he said, you are not being the girl I created you to be. Stop running from love. And so I simply said, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry was the words that my ex-husband needed to hear to get him out of that rage that he was in because he automatically dropped the gun and, and we cried and we talked about it. And I had never shared with another human being why I was the way I was, why I didn't want to give anybody a full heart. I never shared that my mother was going to commit suicide in front of me because I don't know about you, but in my house, we were taught what goes in this house stays in this house. And so that in itself keeps a lot of secrets, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. And we're taught not to express pain, just to kind of hold it in. And so when I shared that story with people at that conference, they said, Tanisha, you really have to write a book. You have to share your story because the fact that you're still here, that I that I'm still a loving, caring, kind person, that I wind up being a registered nurse. And nurses are the most trusted profession in America. So I did one of the most trusted profession jobs because we have people's lives in our hands. And I'm a nurturer by nature. I've always loved people. So that's why even in She Thrives Now, it's all about healing. It's all about empowering. It's all about uplifting. Although I'm not doing direct patient care anymore, I'm still nurturing to people's soul. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just think it's, it's an amazing story of what you went through. And, and how about that, that you, you met, you know, uh, Lisa Nichols and that you, you both those were on exactly the same day. It's no... It's surprising on the face of it, but really when you know how it all works with the law of attraction and things, it's not surprising at all. You know, it was always meant to be that you were meant to go to that event, that you were meant to connect with Lisa, who, you know, it, already your souls were intertwined. You were born on exactly the same day, um, perhaps had even been through similar experiences in your life. And and it's just brilliant that you, that you did, you know, survive and you came through it and now you're using that energy to help other people. And then let's tell us about the books because I know, Daring to Love is, is your latest title, but it's not your first one, is it? There's been some books that you've written before that. Yes, absolutely. I have another book called 911, No More Fear. And that is a poetry book. It's spoken word. It's all my poems and journals that I wrote in my prayer closet. And so those things like No More Fear, talking about how you can push away the fear and keep going over to the other side to push past it and how the enemy can't stop you from becoming your full best self or living out your destiny. Sometimes you got to tell the enemy of your own thoughts to get your filthy hands up off of me. You won't stop my destiny because I am free. 
So I have no fear when it comes to talking about life, when it comes to facing challenges. I also wrote after the affair, what's next? That was my first book that I wrote about my story, but I didn't tell it all. And after the affair was next, I still kind of held some things back because out of respect for my ex-husband, he really wasn't ready for me to share what happened between us with the world. I was ready to share it, but he wasn't ready. And so, you know, there is a such thing as asking for forgiveness and not permission which I do believe in, but when it's your husband, it's your spouse, you have to respect the person that you're in a relationship with. And so out of respect for him, I didn't really give it everything that I could have gave it to really help heal someone. So daring to love is actually another level to after the affair, what's next, but it's a tell all. My first book was self-published. This book is published by Wordy. That's wordy, W-O-R-D-E-E-E. -E -E. It has three E's where you can get both of my books, Darren's Love and 911, No More Fear. And so I've been in Anthrology, Soul Source. That was a bestseller as well, where we had over 20 women share their stories. And that was a, a way for me to come on the scene in my writing career. But now I'm writing more books. I'm writing a children's book right now that's gonna help children all over the world really learn how to speak up for themselves. But the self image piece, the body is a temple piece. We have to start young because when we're not teaching our children young that their body is a temple, they'll let anything happen to their body. They'll let anyone touch their body. And then unfortunately, the people that are manipulating our children, they have them keep the secret. And so, so then you don't even know that something is happening to your children. And so in my new book that's gonna come out that I want to be a movie as well, uh, we're talking about all those things. I asked God to show me a way where I could talk about molestation, bullying, self-image, all of those things that are really touchy to talk about, but talk about in a way that kids could grab it and think different about themselves. And so that's what I'm working on now. I'm super excited about it. You're working on so many things at the same time. Like I, I wonder and it's in, in title with the 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 title of this podcast and i do always ask my guests what draw like how do you define the word hustle which evidently to me you have a lot of and you've had a lot of throughout your life you know you said back earlier in the podcast there was a point where you were being controlled financially by the person you were in a relationship with and you went and worked as a dancer just to earn your own money i believe you you had a child at that time as well is that right so you had to yes had to, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you had to had to provide right as well so you know you had to go out there and, and quite literally hustle and and what like has driven and carried through that hunger for the hustle throughout you know up to today when you were working on multiple projects at the same time well because i have that hustle mindset it's more so like a hustle to get things done a hustle to keep going to the next level. I believe that there's nothing that I can't do because you can learn how to do anything. If children can learn how to talk and they're just infants and they learn languages, all different kinds of things, there's nothing wrong with your brain for you to learn how to do something that you don't know how to do. 
I didn't know how to do nursing, but I said I wanted to be a nurse, went to school, became a nurse. I didn't know how to write, but I said one day I would write a book. So now you have several books out here that I've written. I just believe that there's always an opportunity to level up. Even if you're thriving right now at life, there's another level to thrive even more. As long as I have breath in my body, I don't want to just exist. I want to do something. I don't want to go to the grave and take my dirt nap, as Les Brown would say, with any of my gifts inside of me. If I have books still inside of me or movies still inside of me, any project still inside of me, I'm doing this world an injustice by not bringing them out. And so I refuse to be lazy or not even lazy. I refuse to settle and be complacent and not be fulfilled. This COVID situation, it shut my business down with my home health agency. And when you're used to winning, like I have went on a trajectory of win, win, win. All we do is win, right? And so when COVID happened and I had to close my doors because I have a medical issue that I can't expose myself to this virus, I thought, wow, everything that I worked so hard for is just going down the tubes. I thought that I wouldn't have to go through things like this anymore. Like, didn't I pay enough? Didn't I go through enough in life? Like, I finally was at the point where, yes, I'm a CEO. I had six-figure salary. I was winning, 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 and then boom. And so that survival instinct, that hope instinct had to raise up because I had to say, you know what? I have to reinvent myself. I have to do more now. I have to create my own Facebook community. I have to be 100% in all in with my speaking career, with my television career. And so when I think about hustling, I think about a person who just is going to get it done no matter what and has a mindset already set up that I'm expecting to win. When I don't win, even when I go to the casino and don't win, it's like, I think something is wrong with the slot machine because I'm supposed to win. That's just that's just how I view that's how I view life. I'm like I'm going to win. So I think having that type of attitude towards life allows me to work on different projects at a time because all of them are really interrelated. When I talk about my movie that I'm writing or I talk about a book that I'm doing or I talk about speaking it's all intertwined into each other. It's not too too far over to the right or too far over to the left. It's all in that same kind of alignment. So I'm just aligned now doing something that I love. I said, wow, I retired at 47 because now when I do my speaking, when I do writing, it does not feel like work at all. And so that's the beautiful thing about finding your gift. You feel fulfilled no matter how much you work or how little you work or how much you get paid or how much you, you know, the money isn't the reason why you're doing it. You're doing it because it makes you feel alive. And so that's what thriving is all about, feeling alive, not just merely existing and surviving, but doing the thing that you were born to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, Once you found that thing, and every day is a great day, right, because you've just got that inner joy, that happiness. And I think... Going back to kind of, we've touched on it a couple of times here, and it's something we've certainly learned 
in the thinking into results training we've been doing under our coach John Tallarico, the course originally created by Bob Proctor and Sandy Gallagher, which is a fantastic course. But there's something in there that Bob says that, you know, as a child, you know, in your little life, kind of between the ages of one to maybe five years old, that's when, you know, some things are taught, some things are caught, some things are just in your genetics, and then some things are, you know, what happens in your environment around you, you know, some parents think, oh, look, oh, don't worry what the kid hears or doesn't hear or sees or doesn't see because they're only a kid, they're not taking it in. They are, they're like an absolute sponge at that age and they're soaking it all in and, you know, it can be good, it can be bad, you know, however that plays out. But one thing you said that your dad taught you was that winners never quit and quitters never win and you certainly went forth with that just and carried it all the way you know, throughout your life, right up to this present day now, you know, you said you had this great business, it was going great, six-figure salary a month, boom, COVID hit. Um, but, you know, a lot of people would have rolled over there and just quit, you know. A lot of people have quit this year. But I don't think that there's certainly – for me, once you actually quit, once you actually give up, that's the only kind of true failure, I think, once, you, once you've actually done that. But you didn't, you know, you thought, what else can I work on? What else can I grow? work on myself, work on these books, work on this movie. And I know actually you've actually transformed the She Thrives Now. It's, it's becoming a TV show, isn't it? Yes, yes. So I'm super excited about that. Yes, it is. It's it's going to be going live January 29th on Thursdays at 8 o'clock on Believe in Your Dreams Network. And so we've already have several episodes taped and ready to go. And so I'm just so excited about the platform, the way that we have audience members out there that need to hear someone's survival story, but then how they thrive. How do you come out of survival mode to thriving in life? And I think that's just so key because a lot of times we, we want to talk about our wins in life. And that's great, you know, that we're winning. But what about the times that you weren't winning? What are the, the things that you were afraid of? What are the things that that you would share with your younger self looking back now? So I am just super excited that all the things, when God closes one door, let it slam shut and go running through the next door. So I'm running through the next door. I, it's like I'm new on the scene, but that's okay because I'm ready, I'm here, and I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, no, that's that's the way to be, right? And I think, look, a lot of people need to hear positive messages this year. A lot of people need to hear it from perhaps people they do know, people they know and trust, and perhaps even people they don't, you know, they want to hear new voices, new people to dial in with. Everyone has a message. Everyone has a story. The internet makes it really easy to put out that story and share it on multiple pl platforms, often for free. So, you you've, you know, you've, you've doubled, tripled down on that. And... Um, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's fantastic that you have. I think a lot of people are going to get, I mean, as you know, a lot of people already have from your books and the community you've created, a lot of benefit from the things you're doing. But taking it to TV is a whole other level, you know, the guy, the, a massive, um, a lot more exposure, you know. You think how many people watch TV every day. Um, it's, uh, are you ready for it? I'm, I am ready. I was born ready, right? Don't Isn't that the attitude we have to keep, that we're born ready, that everything that we have we're, is right here. It's waiting for us to just take hold of it, take charge of it. And so I say I had the worst job in the world as a dancer, right? I had to drink every night 
to go mm -hmm. to work just to mask the hum humiliation that I felt. So I had to become an actress every single night, right? So now with me being on TV or me doing any acting gigs or anything like that, it's like, I've done this before. I, I did that for seven years, every single night. And so like I was sharing with you, one of the reasons why I don't drink today is because I drunk enough alcohol in my twenties to last a lifetime. My liver, my kidneys are cheering like, yes, no more alcohol over here. <laughs> Although, like I said, I love to drink out of wine glasses because I just mm. makes me feel classy. That I, I love, I love <laughs> the, the feel of it. And in our TIR class, I just want to share, you know, they're talking about positive mindset and vision, visioning yourself, doing the very thing that you want to do, playing your life script over and over because it's so important what you're telling yourself. It doesn't even matter sometimes what other people say about you. It's what are you saying about yourself because you're the one that hears your thoughts all day long, whether you're recognizing your thoughts or not, because in order to have positive mindset, you have to become aware of your thoughts. If you're not listening to your own thoughts, it's hard to make them positive or it's hard to stop negative thinking when you're not realizing, what am I saying to myself or what thought just came in my head? I didn't know I thought so much, honestly, until I became aware of my thoughts. And so now every time something comes in my mind that's not right, I say to myself, why, why did you just have that thought? And then I can replace it with something else. And so I, I believe in positive reinforcement, making sure you have a positive environment, the people that you're around, level up the people that you're around, be around people that are doing the things that you wanna do, right? Start listening to the people that you, that you wanna be like. You're not trying to copy anyone, but if someone already opened the door and they already know how it is to win in this area, then get with them. Try to make them your mentor. Ask will they be your coach? And that's what I love about our group that we're in. It's so many people that are dropping jewels, that are collaborating, me and you are collaborating, and I believe we'll continue our collaboration years after now we'll keep on collaborating and we'll look back and say remember in 2021 when we first got started and where we and now look at us now we're at the academy award winning you know oscars and things like that and and emmys and i i had big dreams look i even got my i got my oscar made i already got my oscar Yes, it's for Daring to Love, directed by Tyler Perry, because I want him to direct my book. But I have my Oscar made. I have three of them in the house, you know, for, for my book, Daring to Love. Sometimes I'm extra, okay? I, my brain, my, my stubbornness, I have to do a lot to keep my mindset straight. So a vision board is great, but I had to have something I could touch, you know, yeah. have something that I could really embrace it, really see myself 
doing my acceptance speech and all of that. So sometimes you need a little bit more than somebody else. And that's okay. If a vision board works, great. Positive thinking works, great. But if you're like me and you need a little bit more, hey, go ahead and order order your Oscars, order your Emmy, whatever it is you're doing, make it tangible so you can touch it. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I like your style. It's the best way to do it. You know, I have um, subtle reminders are key, I think is one way to put it. I've seen, um, and just having them, you know, you said you've not got one of them, you've got three of them around the house. So, yeah, um, yeah wherever you're looking, the, you know, you, you're manifesting. As, as we all know, you know, well, not perhaps we all know people watching, but the way we've learned to think, and I kind of knew about the law of attraction, you know, years ago, the secret, things like this, but really learning this in these past few months that thoughts do truly become things and everything happens twice, once up here. And then once once within and then once without, you know, and that's how it goes. And what you focus on all day, every day, and what you believe is what becomes in, in your world, what becomes part of your world. And therefore, you have to be very careful about what you think about and what you focus on all the time. We can't always control the thoughts that come into our mind. It's a, it's a foolish thing to think that we can, but we can control the thoughts that we dwell on focus on and repeatedly think about again and again and that's where the magic happens absolutely and i said if i could make negative things happen in my life i'm sorry jake if i could make <laughs> negative things happen because of my thoughts you can't tell me that i can't make positive things happen because of my thoughts and so you'll be witnessing when i get up there and accept my oscar for best new film for darren's love directed by terry perry Tyler Perry, they'll be able to say, she said she was going to do that. She said that with Jake. So y'all right. are right. all witnesses. I'm put out there. So touch and agree with me so that it could be even more energy, even more attraction coming this way. Preach, sister. It's going to happen on, on 11th of the 1st. <laughs> 2021 it's all twos ones and two zeros ones and twos there on the date and yep yeah, it's going to happen we set it in stone right here now let's talk yeah. about because we haven't talked about it yet really we haven't really dove into it the the latest book daring to love you know you you said that uh and look i, I share this with you now i've had my heart broken many times as probably everyone has watching that's how life goes you know you have to um get get through a few um, well, the, well the, the term that ladies use, I'm not sure what the one for guys is, that you have to kiss a few frogs before you find a prince. I don't know what the one for guys is, but, you know, people can understand what I'm saying here. You have to go through a few relationships before you really find the one for you, you know. And I get a sense from the title, I could be completely wrong. I know you went through some pretty rough relationships, but and, and that, that, that put a shield around your heart and closed you off to it. Does daring to love, is that what that kind of addresses? Absolutely. It's all about unshielding your heart. A lot of us, you know, we're afraid to give our full heart to another person because we don't want to be hurt. We know what it feels like. We know what that pain feels like. But the thing is, when you're not allowing someone to have your full heart or you have your heart shielded, Love isn't getting out the way that it's supposed to, and love can't get in the way it's supposed to. When you're afraid to trust, 
what you're attracting is untrustworthy people because honestly you're not trustworthy because you're not being your authentic self you're withholding you're hiding and so that's what you attract other people that are withholding and hiding so then you have two people who are afraid to dare to love and so they only give small pieces of themselves but yet and still they want the other person to give them all of them well it doesn't work like that but the first person you have to fall in love with is what i learned is yourself loving you forgiving yourself forgiving yourself for all the mistakes and crazy things that you did when you looked at yourself and said who was i was that really me like i can look back on a lot of times in my life where i said you know, I must have lost my mind for a little while. What what happened that made me lose my mind that I would tolerate certain things, that my standards wouldn't be where they needed to be? So daring to love, and I just actually completed my workbook on daring to love where you can go through all the steps that it takes to unshield your heart. All the questions, those deep questions where we're uncovering that pain, uncovering those scabs each layer at a time so that you can heal the right way from the inside out. Because unfortunately right now, a lot of us just have a lot of band-aids over our pain and we've compartmentalized our pain, never really addressing the thing that happened to us. Or And then we take those pain, we take it to another relationship and so we experienced the same relationship now that you had with Betty or Susan or Jessica. If you're a guy, now you're with Heather and you're doing the same thing. And you're wondering why the same result is happening. And that result is the relationship didn't work. Well, you are the common denominator. So you have to start peeling back the layers of your own heart falling in love with yourself, falling in love with your higher expression of yourself, whether it's God or whomever, so that you can love yourself unconditionally enough to be okay with being you. See, the authentic version of me attracted someone who was loving the authentic version of myself. Some people ask me, well, how do you deal with relationships now? How is your, your new husband's relationship? And I say, well, actually, it's quite beautiful because I attracted someone who was trustworthy because I was now a person who could be trusted. I attracted someone who was loving and kind because now I was willing to give my full heart being very lovable, very kind and just being pure and honest. And so that's what I, what I attracted. So I don't have to go through the same things that I went through in past relationships because this new version of myself attracted a person who matched the newness that I was now bringing to the table. And so daring to love is all about that. Are you even daring to love you before you bring someone else into the middle or in a relationship? Have the best relationship with you. I say all the time, my friends ask me, Tanisha, how is it that you go out to dinner by yourself? You go to the movies by yourself when we were doing those type of things. And I said, because I like spending time with me. I like me. 
right? <laughs> so I don't, I don't wait for someone to take me somewhere or take me to dinner and my happiness is then based on whether they're available or not. Guess what? Mm -hmm. I'm always available for me. So you got to be always available for you and be happy with your own somebodiness. I love what Martin Luther King said and, and somebodiness. I don't know if it's even a word, but since Dr. Martin Luther King said it, I'll repeat after him. You have to be good with your own somebodiness. Believe that you are somebody. Don't let people make you feel like you're less than. You are somebody. I love it. It's a fantastic quote. And I reckon somebodiness is a word. And if it's not, then it is now. We're going to put it in the dictionary. We're going to get that, get that arranged. I think yeah. I'm, I'm a huge advocate of what you just said. And I, I, I wholly, truly believe it. You know, there were many years in my life where I didn't love myself. And I kept finding myself in relationships where on the face of it, it seemed like it was full of love and joy. But really, it wasn't. And, and sooner or later, it broke down because I was attracting to me similar type people who didn't love themselves. And then, look, I'm going to put this out there now. It's, it's something that's pretty fresh and raw. But And then this year, I found myself in a relationship that was loving with someone who really aligned with me. And I, and I think this has played out for a lot of relationships all around the world. Then the coronavirus came, and I actually fell out of love with myself because there was lots of things that I like to take care of within myself that I couldn't do. Going to the gym, stopped eating well because I wasn't going to the gym, stopped doing you know things that i like to do like meditating and journaling every day just to look after my spiritual self my emotional self my mental self and i actually got to a place of not loving me and then that started to actually play out in the relationship i can't speak for the other person in the relationship but i think it kind of happened on both ends for us and then the relationship broke down unfortunately and this was just recently that it broke down so i think i need to read that book and i might have to get you to send me a, a copy of it <laughs> <laughs> I will be happy to send you a copy of it. And Jake, you're not alone. I mean, the coronavirus took a lot of us outside of ourselves. I mean, it was the first time for me, it was a little different because it was the first time I was able to slow down enough to ride my bike, right? To do things that I really wanted to do because I didn't have the busyness of my work things distracting me from things that I just needed to relax and breathe, right? I, I had a lot of chaos going on in my life. So the coronavirus actually slowed me down enough to spend time with my children, to spend time with my family. I actually started praying and meditating even more than I ever had before because now I had the time to do it. And so we all get the same 86,400 seconds in a day, like our brother Ian uh, talks about all the time. It's how we spend those seconds is going to determine how our life turns out. And so there are times when we fall off, you know, because our normal routine, our normal patterns aren't in place. But we just pick back up and get back going and get back on the race of life and just become the best version of yourself in any situation. So I know I gained that 20 pounds, that COVID 20 that I had to get off. It's, it's off now. I think I got about three or four more, <laughs> four more pounds to go because it seemed like there was nothing to do but to say, well, what are we going to eat for lunch? And 
And what are we going mm. to eat for dinner? And I was cooking all the time. Mm, <laughs> so, there's a perfect excuse yeah. to just become, and it, and it is nothing but an excuse, you know. Okay, the gyms are closed. You can still exercise. You can still work out. But everyone just fell into that comfort zone of overeating, not doing things to look after yourself, watching too much TV, just getting involved in things that you just didn't need to be involved in or, or spending time around. And Look, like you said, though, you know, this story does have a happy ending and it does for me because now I'm back in a place of self-love. I'm back in a place of working out. I'm back, I just went mountain biking this weekend and that's something that I love to do that takes care of my mind, body and soul. I don't know if any of you guys watching like mountain biking or if you've ever been to an issue, but it's something that you have to be out there in nature to do it. You're usually up on the side of a mountain which pertains to beautiful scenes and, and it just really, you know, taking some time to get back to me and be in a place of of self-love so that eventually you know you can find find that person that can give that back to you because you know i think it's not everyone needs to be in relationships and i think sometimes when you're seeking that out when it's not really what you want it's probably just because you're afraid of being lonely or you're a little bit insecure um and that's not a fair thing to end up in a relationship yourself or for the other person so yeah, you've really got to, and it's unfair. It's unfair to ask someone to to love you if you're not completely in love with yourself, you know, as it is if you don't trust yourself, the same to ask trust of someone, you know, and all those good, really high-value qualities that build and make up a relationship. So, but look, 2021 is here. Good stuff is happening for me, for you, and I hope for everyone who is watching. Before we wrap up the show, Tanisha, I would love it if you could give three hot tips to men or women out there that have got a shield on their heart right now, that have been in a place of, you know, heartbreak and emptiness and loneliness and, and are a little bit little bit scared to put that heart back on their sleeve and get themselves back back out there into the arena of life. Right. I would say don't let the what if syndrome stop you from going forward in the relationship what if they break your heart what if they do something what if they do nothing what if it's the love of your life what if you're just going to have the best relationship that you ever had so if you're going to say what if again thinking about mindset think of the positive things because the positive things i remember saying to myself I wish I had a husband or a man that when he saw me, he would be so excited to see me that he would pick me up and spin me around just because he missed me and he would be so excited. And do you know, I all I never said it out loud, but I always thought to myself when I would be going to go visit my ex-husband in Hawaii and I would think, I just traveled over 5,000 miles, was on a plane for 12 hours. I know he can pick me up and spin me around or he's going to when he sees me. And he never did. But that's because he just wasn't the one. With my, with my husband now, the first time we weren't with each other for about three weeks, as soon as he saw me, guess what he did? Picture he picked up. me up and 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and so every time my husband comes home, he picks me up and spins me around. And that's something that, that I love. So again, thinking of the positive, not on the doom gloom. What if they cheat? What if they do this? Then you're just bringing that negative energy into the relationship. The other thing I would say is don't hold the new person hostage to what someone else did to you. It's not fair that you're just putting a new face on an old relationship. This person hasn't done the things that the other person did. So it's not fair to hold them accountable for something that they never did. You wouldn't want someone holding you accountable for something you didn't do. And so it's not fair to treat that person like they're someone else. Treat the relationship like it's new, it's fresh, it's exciting. You have to keep passion in your relationship. So don't just go after a relationship and then once you get in the relationship, it's you know, you start settling for things, you stop going the extra mile. Well, if you went the extra mile to get the person, keep going the extra mile, keep your relationship fun, keep doing exciting things. Don't don't make your relationship boring. And first look at yourself. Are you doing the same things that you used to do when you met this person? Don't always look at what they're not doing. I, I do that a lot. Like I'll say to myself, if my husband isn't doing enough things that I think are romantic, I'll say, Tanisha, well, what are you doing so that he knows that you're still super in love with him and that you think about him all the time. And what are you doing to make it romantic? So always looking in the mirror, doing that self-check before you try to check someone else, make sure you're giving the best version of you before you ask them to give the best version of themselves. And what you'll find is people naturally are kind of like in competition with each other when it comes to even that. Because when you're really sweet to someone, they want to be really sweet to you. When you give someone something, it's like, oh, well, what can I do to give something back to them to make them happy? So it's you reap what you sow is, is the bottom line. It's not even competition. It's reaping what you're sowing. If you're sowing negativity in your relationship, expect that negativity to come back out in some way or form. So just being your true, authentic self, knowing that you're good enough just the way you are. And if they don't accept you and you got to turn into somebody else to be in a relationship with them, then that's not the right person for you. Like me and my ex-husband, that relationship, I had to pretend almost like I wasn't excited that I wrote a book about my life story, that I was sharing it with the world. Like I couldn't be too excited because here he was over here, sort of like with the attitude in the background. <laughs> so I couldn't even be my true self. But now I'm happy that, that God has blessed me with the right man and I can be myself and he supports me 100% in everything I do. And at the end of the day, I even tell him, I pray that we stay together forever. But even if we don't, I'm going to appreciate the experience that we had together. And you may move on and I may move on. 
I'm not going to stop breathing. You're not going to stop breathing. It was an experience that we had together. I think too many times we look at experiences from ex relationships like it was so negative or, you know, we only see the downside of that relationship. But it wasn't all bad. There were some good times that you had. I was in a relationship for 17 years. So there's no way in the world that I would sit here and say it was all bad. Sometimes that experience, that season, that chapter is just over and you have to move on and start the next chapter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they're, they're great tips. Um, I've taken a lot of sage advice from them and I hope any of you other guys listening have as well. Tanisha, I've dropped your links in the comments here and also a link to the Word E3E's website where people can find your, your book where is the best place for people to contact you where do you spend most of your time online I spend, yeah i spend most of my time on my facebook page under tanisha ramsey please uh join my facebook community she thrives now inc if you just send me a message i'll let you in it is a private group so you have to be accepted into the group you can also Contact me on my email, contacttanishanow at gmail.com. I'm always looking for opportunities to speak, to empower other women, other people in general, in different platforms, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a TV show. I'm also going to be on Believe in Your Dreams Network on She Thrives Now, Inc. every Thursday at 8, starting January 29th. So I'm super excited. I'm excited. Thank I'm you. excited. Uh, to see that happen for you. Tanisha, it's been fantastic to share this time with you. I'm so glad we did it for the second time around. So thanks for giving me another hour. I know you're a busy lady and I know that everyone's time is precious to them. So thanks a lot for that. You're Folks, so welcome and it was my pleasure. That's awesome. Folks, if you've enjoyed this episode, perhaps you would know some friends who will enjoy it too. So please share it with them so they can get the same value that you did. And if you've just caught us at the end of this episode, you're going to need to rewind it because there was just so much awesome sage advice inside of it. So if you did like it, please give it a share. Please give it a like. Please give it a comment. Folks, stay hungry. Keep hustling. It's bye-bye from me and bye-bye from Tanisha. Hi. See ya.